the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk 1071. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to the show. We're always so glad when you're here with us. Okay. Um, what is this Thanksgiving pizza? Well, when we've got weird food things that arrive on the scene, often we have to uh, order up a little episode of Food Court. Now I'm going to visit the only court I could never be in contempt of. Food Court. Bradley versus Dawn. They love to argue. On topics from the world of cuisine. White meat or dark meat? Blue cheese or ranch? It's Food Court. Gotta be a better way to phrase that. Let's go. The Honorable Mike Ganger presiding. Something's happening in the Food Court. Oh, it's a borrow. Now... This particular food court episode brings us to a topic, Don. You just hinted at Thanksgiving pizza. Oh yes, DiGiorno has decided. Mm. DiGiorno has decided that Thanksgiving is not complete without the Thanksgiving pizza. Now, remember, we are getting close to Thanksgiving. April was Easter and but now you'll get there. Uh uh oh. Now I can play that all the way through, but we're gonna do it a lot before we get to Thanksgiving. So I'm gonna cut that short because we have to get right to Thanksgiving pizza. What is Thanksgiving pizza, you ask? Mm. Great question. It looks gross. It literally is Thanksgiving on a pizza crust. So I read this story over at the takeout and somebody took one for the team. Uh, in fact, Sue Jit Lin uh, was the reporter who had to bring this thing home and try it out themselves. Now, I will tell you, the pizza as it was prepared does not look that appetizing. First of all, she needs to clean her oven. Oh, I'm just looking. At oh, the oven here. shade. Oh, my oven God. shade. Well, Has it ever been cleaned? Oh, Dawn. Uh, it is, it does look like it gets a fair amount of use. Mm -hmm. I will say the pizza itself, it's a frozen pizza. And, um, by the way, it's currently sold out on their website, but they're dropping batches of this pizza at like different times throughout the month. So for super fans who want to try this, um, it looks like if you took like a Thanksgiving like a Stouffer's Thanksgiving dinner, you just frozen dinner, all of it. and dumped it on a pizza crust, like on a Boboli. So gross. Remember those? Um, and just dumped it on there and then stuck it in the oven. It looks exactly like you would expect a frozen uh, Thanksgiving pizza to look. And also, um, everything just looks really burnt. Um. So I don't know if she like, or he overcooked the pizza, um, but it looks kind of cripsy. It's got like pieces of pizza, or excuse me, pieces of pizza, pieces of tur- or pieces of turkey. Okay. Uh, it also has. I mean, it I'll literally. I'll give you a yes or a no on these items. Oh, on the actual yeah. pizza itself. Okay, so it has turkey. Hmm. Mm? I guess, but no. Um, it has green beans. No. Okay. It has little bits of frizzled onions. Okay, I'm fine with those. Uh, cheese. Okay. And I'm trying to see what else is on here because I think cranberries. I don't think there's any. Is there a cranberry? Yep. Oh, yeah. No, there is like a cranberry. Look at that. Is cranberries, it- mac and cheese. <gasps> oh. Corn. I see corn. I do too. Right? Mm-hmm. It does not look that good. How are you feeling about this? I think I know. 
I don't like this. This shouldn't exist. Yeah. It's really not good. There's so many other things you can do. If they're implying that you would make this because you have leftovers, there's so many other things you sweet can potatoes. do. Sweet potatoes. There are sweet potatoes. No, absolutely not. No potatoes on a pizza. Okay. I don't like it. Fried onions? Um, I'm fine with that. But mm, green beans and mm, no. I will say it did make me wonder, like, I wonder how, like, if you made like a real Thanksgiving pizza, if it would be good. Like basically if you took the components, so you took shredded turkey okay, and you took some cheese, I wouldn't maybe do green beans, but maybe you could do Brussels sprouts or something like shaved Brussels sprouts. So they would get kind of roasty toasty. I saw that on the list here. And that's one of the things that I thought. Absolutely not. No. Are the you a mac fan and of- cheese is not. No, don't even think about it. Are you a fan of uh, Brussels sprouts per se or just not on pizza? No, I love Brussels sprouts. Mike, how are you feeling about the Thanksgiving pizza? One of the best pizzas I've ever tasted (gasps) in my life has mac and cheese on it. Oh, where was this? This I don't even remember the name of the place, but it was this place we used to go to when I used to work, and it had like a buffet, and we would knock out all of these pieces of pizza, and uh, that was one of and them. They had a fantastic. I am worried I would have about mac and cheese pizzas that it would be dry. No. Definitely not. Because there's still sauce. I don't want it to be wet. So for you, you just don't want wet, cheesy sauce. It's either going to be too dry or too wet. Yeah. I just feel like crispy noodles or something. That doesn't sound good to me. What but else you was loved on it, it Mike? Mike? I loved it. No, it was basically just that. There was a mac and cheese version of it. They also had like a barbecue chicken. It would have to be really cheesy. Yeah, it was very cheesy. There's no doubt. And not like, because you know how like you put toppings on pizza, like this pizza, for example, and they all look kind of dry and yeah. sad. Yeah. Mm, this just, mm, I give it a big no. Yeah, I'm definitely a no. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't come down to your guys' ruling. <laughs> yeah, it comes down. You to heard you. the intro. It comes down to my ruling. Right. From my, okay, well, what do you think? I think the best <gasps> thing about Thanksgiving food is when you leftovers. reheat it and you have it later as leftovers. Oh, I think the greatest okay. thing about pizza is when you reheat it and have it later on. I love this idea. DiGiorno doesn't make bad pizza. I'm in. They don't make bad pizza, Mike? DiGiorno's great pizza, yeah. I, it's not I delivery. Can't touch it's DiGiorno. Stop it now. <laughs> Did you get paid? I need to. I'll yeah, take this no, as no, payment. In retrospect, ah! yeah. All right, well, okay, so now our goal has been set. Mm-hmm. We need to try to secure one of these pizzas. Or I will make one. Yeah. Okay, well, let's I mean, one way or the other. Please do, yeah. because I guarantee You'll the one the you things. make is going to be 10 times better I would try Mike's one. Thanksgiving pizza oh, because sure. Mike was a member of a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Mike was a, a member chef? of a kitchen. What we call you, yes, chef? What sure. are we calling yeah. you? Okay. Yeah. Mike is a former chef. Mm-hmm. And um, so he would know the correct balance and how much salty and sweet. And I, don't I think, think we should would. do both. I think we should try to get the, the DiGiorno and then have Mike do us one better and then, you know, do a side by side. Spoiler looking, alert. I kind of feel like Mike is going to do uh, a better job. Absolutely. He is just looking at the picture in here, which you can find this on our show links page. It looks like, um, when it says the unboxing, when it's all in the plastic and not cooked yet, that looks hideous. I don't like that. No, that looks terrible. Looks I like- actually went to their website, and that pizza looks also, pretty darn okay, good. Okay, here, this did bother me. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the explanation of how this all went down, I was reading this sort of, you know, like, journey that yeah. this person went on. And they couldn't figure out if you were supposed to bake the pizza in the tray 
oh. or not in the tray. Oh, is it like a deep dish situation? Yeah, and apparently come to find out that they want you to do it in the tray, but it's like a plasticky tray. And I thought, do you really want to bake a pizza no, in a plasticky it'll, tray? No, you might get plastic on it. That was actually a brand new oven before they put that pizza in <laughs> That's how dirty this is. Dirty drips. Oh my gosh. Well, if anybody out there has had the DiGiorno, I don't think anyone's probably had that out there yet because although they are sold out, I think they only had dropped like about a hundred and some pieces. I mean, we're giving them what they want is. Oh, of course. But that's exactly the kinds of, you know, content you can expect here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Because I guarantee somebody out there is like, oh, we do Thanksgiving pizza after Thanksgiving every single year. I bet there's somebody out there that does. Because it kind of makes sense, right? You can see you've got all these leftovers and then people who like to make pizzas. There's like, a, something else called a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a lot easier for sure. For, yeah, you can put cranberry sauce on Mike, it. Mike, I think I'm with you. I think I want to trust that you're you're going to give us... What would the base be? I'll give you something better than that. Um, a pita. Oh. Cream of mushroom soup, would that be the base? Yeah, absolutely. So I would do the crust, the cream of mushroom soup. Uh, yeah, that that would be perfect. Get that just the right Some amount. Slices of I turkey. love the little pizza. I'm not a cranberry fan. I don't like it in Thanksgiving, but I love the fact it's going to give you that little punch of fruit in on that pizza. Don't. I really like that. <laughs> oh, God. Punch of fruit. Now we're getting a descriptive <laughs> food. Mm-hmm. Punch of fruit. I'll make sure to top it with a bunch of delectable <laughs> items. Yeah. The mouth-watering It's going to sizzle. No. Sizzling, melty. I think my least favorite thing on it is the potatoes, like sweet potatoes. Ooh. Green beans could kind of be okay, I guess. If I've you had like smashed vegetables. potatoes on pizza before. Before it's real good. You have? Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Not it just turns potatoes, into not but... pizza anymore. It's just a piece of bread with. Oh, that's a good know. debate. What constitutes pizza? Oh, yeah. Like if it's on a crust, isn't it a pizza? Um, I don't know. I think there'd be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Well, we'll save that for another food okay. court. All right. Uh, when we come back here on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn from pizza. To bread, or no, Benefer. I got my publicationship names mixed up. <laughs> Benefer, that's, well, this is the OG, uh, Ben Affleck and Jennifer, Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that story when we come back right here on my. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk 1071. Uh, we all know that Ben Affleck has resting bitch face. Resting Ben face, I think is what it's called. Resting Ben face. He just has aged in a way that if he isn't smiling, makes him look very sad, forlorn, or pissed off. <laughs> and that's just the way people's faces are. I mean, I think that, uh, I mean, it's. I feel bad because it always looks like he's mad whenever he might not be. Now, this situation he's in, I probably would be upset about what happens afterward but i think the tabloids are making too much of this conversation he had with his ex jennifer garner so she is uh, outside with him in front of their school their kids school it was something probably for a halloween performance of some sort they were there and page six is like jennifer garner appears upset during impassioned chat with ex ben affleck who then backs his bins into another car. So this has a series of photos. It looks like they're just talking. Have you yeah, seen I was going to say this, is, this has happened several times where the tabloids will be like, Ben and Jen have a terse conversation or Ben and 
J-Lo have a heated debate as they walk down the street and you realize, oh, when you look at the photos, no, he's just talking. That's he's his just face. talking. And, and same with her. Like, what you can always catch people like in between faces and apply emotions to them. Sure. You know, it's it's overly suggestive. And because there is this whole idea that they're, you know, they're going to be arguing or something's going on. It's just like, then it sort so. of, you know, writes itself. And she does have a frown in one of the pictures, but like she could have been going, oh, like that's so sweet. You know, that could have been what she was saying. And I just, I think they're making. Well, there's one something. literally where he's holding her arm and smiling, and she's smiling, and, and she's I'm like, laughing. I don't, I don't. I don't so know. it looks like, all right, I think everything was fine. If they were just arguing five seconds before, they sure did make up quickly. But I am here to talk about <laughs> his automobile and how he doesn't know how to drive it. Mm. I've looked up several different incidents with oh, Ben he's, yeah, he's, and his he's car. He's really big on fender benders. Well, um, he backed, after this conversation, he backed his Mercedes-Benz into another car. Which, they say in it that he looked disappointed, but he did it. Yeah, no kidding. He looked visibly annoyed after making contact with the other car. Yeah, I'm not Of surprised. course he was, because you're watching him and he knows, this is the third time I've done this. No, it literally has been, yeah. Yeah, so if we go back in time just to February of this year, he is in Beverly Hills, uh, actually in Brentwood, and he parked on the curb with his Mercedes, and two other cars parked, one in front and behind, so closely that you can't get out. I mean... But here's... Uh, here's the other thing I always wonder is, um, was it just like a tap? Because there was an article where they said he rear-ended somebody or his kid did. It was because there was also this thing where they were trying out cars. Yes, I've got that too. And yeah, it's one of those things where when you see it, it's like, oh, he just tapped the car. It's not like he's like careening back at like, you know, like Mr. Magoo. But like, as we all know, if you even tap a car, they can sue you. For all the money you have in your insurance. I mean, honestly, if they find out it's Ben Affleck, they'll be like, you did so much damage and now I'm emotionally distressed and we're, you know, all of the things, even though no one is in the car. I was going to say there's no one in the car. No one's in the car. But in this one in February, he gets out of his car whenever or he's going to get in his car, but then he just sits up next to it to think about what he's going to do. He smokes a ciggy. And he drinks his donkeys, mm-hmm. uh, and then he works on his escape, as they say. And then <laughs> he works on his um, escape. Pretty he sure hit the escaping. car up front a few times before pulling away. A few times, like so, he's backing up to try to get out of this parallel parking. So he situation. was just doing that tap, tap, tap thing. Well, yeah, but it's not a good idea. I would have, if I were a celebrity, and this happened to me, where somebody pulled up so close and I couldn't get out to avoid. Any type of conflict, especially if the paparazzi are watching, I would call the police on a non-emergency number and say, I am in a tough position here where I cannot without touching someone else's car. And then they would probably like tow the other car. Either way, it's like, I don't want to be responsible for this. And definitely don't tap the car and then just drive away. So his son, Samuel, was in in a Lamborghini. They were just looking at cars and he put it into reverse and yeah, it was not a backed good into another car 
then my favorite one of all is last year whenever he and Jennifer Lopez, his new Jennifer, went through the Starbucks drive through and ran over the Starbucks sign. Oh, so it was caught ran in over their the whole bumper. Sign. Oh my yes. God. So they have like a see. chalkboard sign stuck in the back of their bumper, and the paparazzi took it out for them. But he cut the corner too closely, probably trying to avoid hitting a paparazzo. But then, you know, you did run over the sign. And it's like, oh, God, do we need to give him some driving lessons? How often do they have to retest, you know, just like normies? Or do they have a secret private, you know, Yeah, I don't think situation. once I don't think once you have your license, I don't think you need to retest for years and years and years. Right. Unless it expires. Yeah. Well, maybe when you're old, if you move to another state, like when I moved to Minnesota, oh, sure. I had to retest, yeah. not the driving, the written part. And that wasn't easy. And now you don't even have to do that. Oh, you don't. No, they just passed a law because somebody was just telling me that they had studied and then uh, ended up not having to take the test. Oh, wow. Just Isn't that lovely? I know. All right. Well, thanks for the update on Ben and <laughs> Jen. We hope the best for them as they continue oh, to raise we a wish family, them the best. even though they're divorced. When we return, though, we've got to go back to Brittany. Why? Well, Dawn finished the memoir and, uh, well, we have to talk about whose memoir was more successful, her. Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk 1071. It's everything Britney this week. Uh, and of course, the untimely death of Matthew Perry. Those have been the biggest stories. I finally finished Britney's memoir. But you have some really good information. Tattoo time. Um, okay, calm down. You weren't supposed to do that twice. Um, <laughs> if you don't know the story, Dawn, don't read it. That right. was my prescription to you earlier today, so hopefully you did not. I did not. Because there was a headline about Britney's memoir doing a certain amount of business mm. as related or as it relates to Prince Harry's memoir. Mm. Now, Mike, um, you can share your opinion as well. The story says, and this the TMZ headline anyway says, Britney Spears' impressive first week of book sales. Right. Dot, dot, dot. And you may not know, but apparently she sold 1.1 million copies. Now, this is according to a release Wednesday from Simon & Schuster's Gallery Books, uh, that she sold 1.1 million copies in the United States. That's including print, pre-sales, e-books, and audiobooks. Now, those figures are staggering. How do you think they measured up to Prince Harry? And this is just the first week, right? Yeah, so um, if we're just comparing apples to apples mm-hmm. for the first week. I I mean, I feel like hers did better than his because the, my reason would be that there's a more general interest and less discussed <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it's some people are so turned off by Harry and the royal family and all of that that they're like, I don't even want to hear about it. But I think everyone, I don't think there are a lot of people that don't care about what's happening with Britney Spears. Okay, so again, just to be clear, you think Britney sold mm-hmm. more books first week than Prince Harry's memoir? Yes. Mike? Well, unless she's a liar... Because remember, she was the one who posted out and said she's already sold more than any celebrity memoir ever in the history of the world universe. In the ever of all time. 
But I don't think that I, I thought he was at a higher number than that, like considerably. All right. So what's your answer, Harry? You you're going to put money on Harry, Dawn. You're putting money on Brittany. Yeah. Will the correct answer please step forward? Yes. Well, that's the correct okay. answer for Prince Harry. Really? Prince Harry sold more books in the first week than Britney did, um, but not by much, actually. Okay. Now, here's what I want you to sit with, and I think this, um, to me, made some sense, or at least made me go, oh, yeah, okay. So, again, apples to apples, he sold 1.6 in the first week, million. Mm -hmm. She sold 1.1. What was the biggest difference between both of their book launches? Well, they had an entire documentary that came out on Netflix right around the time, I believe. Yeah, not Um, necessarily, but, you know, not connected to the book per se, but think about... Interview with Oprah. Well, there you just said it, interview, right? Which means press. There was no press for Britney. Right. I think it's amazing that a book that had no press, that had no PR campaign to shill books... You know, it's not like she was showing up at Barnes and Nobles to um, sign, you know, autographed copies. He, I don't think he did that either, to be fair. But he did a lot of press <laughs> where she is none. Yeah. No and she press. still sold 1.1 million copies of her book in the first week. Mike? Only in the U.S. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only That's in the, the U.S. Because he sold 3.2 million in the first week. But obviously there was more interest internet, uh, worldwide for his book. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. his number was 1.6 in the United in the States. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't know what her like global number was. Certainly, it's probably going to be lower than Harry's was because, mm-hmm. again, I think he is just a figure that more of the world is for sure fascinated by in a mm-hmm. way. Like, there's a built-in audience for him in a way that worldwide there yeah. maybe is not for Britney. Okay. But again, I still think that that is is pretty amazing. And she was in, I think, the top ten list for. You know, like the New York Times bestseller oh, list. Oh, sure. Um, she was a number one in Amazon's bestsellers. Anyway, it's not just like I'm not trying to take away anything from Britney by saying she didn't sell as many books. Perhaps TMZ would like to give you that impression because, of course, their headline was impressive first week of book sales dot 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 still falls short of Harry. Okay. I loved TMZ. They <laughs> TMZ could will not find any conflict yes, that they, they can. Just say great job, Britney. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Also, can we talk about this really quickly? So mm-hmm. um, so this is Brittany. This is the memoir. And I want to hear what your final thoughts are on the memoir. But before we get to that, did you, you remember yesterday we talked about Brittany and how she got pulled over by police? Yeah. And like the police officer seemed to be bending over backwards like, girl, you don't need to have your license. You just got to kind of have to look like a license and <laughs> or just smell like a yeah, license. Yeah, you can kind <laughs> of like just like pose like your license looked and smile. Somebody else has posted the full video. There is a piece of the video that TMZ seemingly edited out where she does find her registration and insurance, not her license, but that she did have her insurance and registration on her. They and she hands it to the guy and he's like, oh, it's in here. Yeah, you have it. But oh it wasn't God. it wasn't her license. So technically, the story that TMZ was pushing that um, she was they, driving without a license was true. But that they edited the video in such a way that it made it look even worse that she was like completely without without anything, any documentation. Without any, 
any proof that it's her car yeah, or that. Which I'm going to tell you right now, I should not admit to this, but there have been times when I have left the house and gotten to the grocery store and forgotten my wallet. Yeah. And I, if I had gotten pulled over for something, I too would have gotten a ticket. Now, if the police officer did that to me, I would make sure from that point on that my license was in my car so that two weeks later when he pulled me over, I wouldn't have the same issue like she did. But it is to say that I think it's okay for her to be human. Mm, Yeah, yeah, it is. And that is just really shady that they edited out the part where she has something. Because it makes you think, does she not even have car insurance? Is she not... Know these things? Is she well? It really made me think that her. it really made me think that they don't trust her enough, and she's not supposed to be driving. And then they're holding on to her license so that she won't leave. That's kind of strange because in the book she that I just finished, she said she can drive wherever she wants, and she's not restricted in any way. Um, I want to know. We need to explore exactly what the post conservatorship looks like. I want to get into that maybe tomorrow. Just because I just finished her memoir, and I, she doesn't mention anything about her post-conservative. Well, I know there's like legal uh, wranglings, and in fact, I think there. I do, I don't know if there, it was today that they were in court, but certainly this week, where they're trying to decide who's paying for whose legal fees. Mm. Post conservatorship. Oh so, God. and I think next year we're supposed to have some further legal developments on the future of her post conservatorship stuff. Gosh. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I just want to know what restrictions she's under right now. But let me get out my notes. I have so many notes here, but I'll just go through a couple of them um, in what I thought. Um, I just want to know if there's going to be any um, legal action or where are these people going to be held accountable? You know, Lou Taylor. um, I think a lot of people want to know that. Uh, her assistant, Robin Greenwood, I think her name mm-hmm. is, uh, and Jamie Spears. I mean, to me, these are criminal acts. Yeah. And why can't the state of California, after hearing these things, and why can't they prosecute them or bring them to court? These seem to be like harboring a person, you know, um, manipulating and lo- I mean, the doctors, everybody involved, it seems like one big just crime and they're making money off of her. I just don't know. I'm like state of California show up. You know what I mean? And I don't know what's going on with that. Um, There seems to be an, on the point of Jamie Lynn, her little sister, I felt like, hmm, I think that it's warranted for her to feel like her sister is out of touch with reality because she was raised in the same environment. But there seems to be some type of a jealousy there on Brittany's part. And I, but I also don't feel like she needs to have a relationship with her in any way, you know, but I think that things got to her on a different level because she's like, I was the one making all the money, but she got all the attention, you know? Yeah. I think it's a little weird to, to sort of take out your feelings on your sibling because of the actions that their parents created, right? Like, yeah. So Janie Lynn is very much the product of her parenting. She's an adult now. Mm-hmm. So like you can judge her by her actions, but I'm just saying in terms of Brittany, as I was listening to Brittany talk about her sister, I mean, she calls, she calls her a bitch. She's 11. When she's a child. It sounds like and, she was pretty demanding and but, awful. But, but it came from eh. a place. Well, but, but, but again, 11. when you're an adult, you can look at that child and say, 
that child doesn't realize that she's being spoiled. Now, as an adult, can you change the way you uh, relate to one another? And you say, you know, as a kid, you were kind of a bitch. And I think I understand. I used to hate you and resent you for it. But now I kind of understand that, like, you know, mom and dad were, you know, spoiling you in a way (laughs) and also controlling me in a way that created this jealousy and this wedge between us. Like maybe like let's as adults try to heal that trauma because that's what we're dealing with is a bunch of family trauma that nobody's actually in a room together dealing with. Which, for obvious reasons, when it comes to her parents, is fine. But, like, Janie Lynn, I I just feel like that's a relationship she could have if she wanted to work on. And not necessarily her brother, because her brother was an adult whenever he was involved in the conservatorship. But he seemed to play a lesser role. And she also just seems to have a a love for him in a way that, you know, she didn't seem particularly bitter about him. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm thinking about, like, Kevin Federline. I feel like he should be responsible for his actions. Like, it's just such a shame that she didn't know that she could just call the police and say, my ex-husband is holding my kids and won't let me see them. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't do that. And I wish so, I think it's so bad. Go back in time and just go, hey, they can't do this to you legally. So even though you're under a conservatorship, this is not, this is... I hope they come up with like a Britney's law for conservatorships yeah, so that people don't get abused, not just her, well, but like wa- other people. Right. We There has been a conversation about that in law um, at the federal level, um, whether that becomes anything, I don't know, but it's absolutely something that people should work on because it's not just Britney. And I've said this time and time again, if Britney can be taken advantage of as a privileged, powerful human being imagine what they can do to people that don't have the same power mm. they don't have the same financial resources that britney does right right so oh be careful what you sign i guess <laughs> all right when we come back here on the adventures of bradley and dawn it is that time of the day mike has a game for us to play what the game is and how well we do we don't know but we're going to find out on the other side of this right here on my talk adventures of bradley and dawn my talk 1071 you've joined the show right now if you just popped on for a super fun part of it it's game show roulette time now to play along it's game show roulette here's your host mike ganger it is that time our final competitive game of the week we'll spin that wheel and find out what we are going to play today for Game Show Roulette. It's a whole list of game shows on a wheel. They spin around, and then it goes stop, and we hear... Oh, no. Car Sharks! No. Yeah. Oh, you got it. Those are getting good. Uh, card Sharks is what that's we're playing it, that's today. Game. Guess the theme. Yeah, guess the theme. <laughs> that should be, how meta would that be? We should do a game yeah. which is just oh guessing the themes of games. I would lose. I am writing that down right now. Okay. okay. <laughs> that note has been to made. To be fair, I think you did something like that. Did I? With the game show? Oh, well, I we know did. when we have all been together, you yeah. have played theme songs for us. Yes. And then when you and Paul McGuire Grimes were together last time, we played theme songs for classic TV shows. That's true. So, yes, yeah, we can do a version of that. All right. uh, today, though, and people really enjoyed the way we changed card sharks. Apparently, nobody cares about you guys saying higher, lower to actual cards. Fine, Instead, whatever. we are going to play just that first part, which uh, still creates a really, really fun head-to-head competition. All right. So, uh, uh, it is Thursday. That means when I flip the coin, Bradley, you get to call it heads or tails. Tails! It is heads. So, Don, would you like to go first or second? 
Oh, gosh. What's best in this game? I forgot. It really doesn't matter. It's pretty random. It doesn't. I'll go first. All right. So how this works is I'm going to read a question to you. Mm -hmm. The person I'm reading the question to has to set what's called like set the line. So you give me your best guess. And then your opponent will then say higher or lower. Oh, right. That's what we're playing here now for Card Sharks. So here we go. Uh, People love this game because it's fun to hear you guys guess things that you have no idea on, which is why I try to (laughs) guess. Try to pick things you have no idea on. Uh, Here we go. Let's start with this first one. Don, from where we are currently sitting right now. Yeah. How many miles is it to the heart of Chicago, Illinois? Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, yeah. Give me your best guess. What do you mm, think the exact uh, distance from where you're at right now to Chicago, Illinois is? Chicago. How many miles? How many miles? Okay. I will say... We've got five of these, by the way. Okay. We'll go back and forth and All see right. how y'all do. She's doing math over uh, there. Uh, Carry the one. Chicago. Um, how about... 400. 400. All right. So the line is set at 400. Bradley, do you think it's more than 400 or under 400 miles to the heart of Chicago, Illinois? From where you're at right now. I'm going to say it's more than 400, Bob. You're going to say it's more than 400? Barely. Barely, you say. Barely more than 400. You two are pretty good, Don. I'm so sorry I have to do this. It is more (laughs) by five miles. Ah! So Your close. line is so perfect. Five, huh? 405 oh. miles to the heart of Chicago. So Great close. job, both of you. Because oh. you even said it's slightly more, and you were exactly. I right, just was so. doing like sixty miles yeah. for an hour. It takes about six hours, yep. mm-hmm. but it's probably seven because I'm probably speeding. <laughs> Not by oh, much. No, that wouldn't be. It would wow. be less than that. So, despite that fantastic guess, Bradley, you are getting uh, the first point. Let's move on to the second question. This is going to be for you, Bradley. People, of course this past weekend uh we're dressing up for halloween mm-hmm. of all the people who dressed up for halloween what percentage created their costume diy how many people created what percent of people out of 100 that actually wore costumes during halloween what percent made the costume themselves created their own mm-hmm. costume. diy costumes I'm going to say it's probably a lot okay so i'm going to say it is uh, I'm going to say 60%. 60%. Don, do you think it's higher or lower than 60% of the people who dress up for Halloween? What percentage created their costume DIY? I'll say higher. You're going to say higher. Is it higher than 60%? It's not. Whoa. In fact, again, Bradley, by the way, you get the point. It was actually lower than 60% because it was 59 Oh, for God's oh, sake. Oh, my gosh. You guys should just... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys should both just get points for being so good on your guesses oh. so far. 59. 59% wow. of people who dressed up did their costumes DIY. Okay. All right. Good job, so crafters. With that, it's a 2-0 to zero lead for Bradley. But, Don, you got plenty of time to pull back into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to this one here. How many laps are there... In the running of the Indianapolis 500. Oh, God. What does that even mean? So there's a the, arguably the, the biggest race. Around? Yes. That's one lap. Arguably the biggest race of the year is the Indianapolis 500. How many times do they go around the track there at Indianapolis Motor Speedway? Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Go- oh, God. I'm going to say I've actually been to this. 500? 
You're going to say 500. All right, Bradley, do you think it's higher or lower 500 than 500? 500 seems like a lot. Wouldn't that take like all day? Indianapolis 500. I thought maybe. Oh, that's clever. It would just be. Maybe it's 500 miles. I would drive 500 miles and I 500 would... miles? Go ahead and go up. I'm, I'm going to say ahead. less than 500. You're going to say less than 500? You're exactly right. It is less than 500. It is 500 miles. Oh. The race oh, is 500 okay. miles. That's go. why it's called the Annapolis 500. Yay. The track is two and a half miles long. It's so 200 miles. It's 200 math. laps. Oh, okay. The Indy 500 has 200 laps. Got it. 200 laps is 500 miles. The lap is 2.5 miles long. Okay. You do it 200 times. That's 500 miles total. All right. Yeah, so every two laps is five miles. Mm Mm-hmm. I see. I you learned something today, Mike. There you I go. Love That's this when I... you throw in knowledge That's that I we... can that now add to my repertoire. On. That's what I do. All <laughs> well, right, John. You... I'm going to go. I think it's like miles or something, but I won't remember. <laughs> if you guys go quick, Don could have a chance to tie things. Come on, up. Don. Let's start with this one, though, Bradley. Sure. This is yours. How many pages is the first published version of War and Peace? The first published version of, of War, War and Peace. And Peace How many pages? Seven hundred and sixty. Four pages. You think it's over or under 764 or 50? What'd you say? 760? 760. Everyone knows okay. it's 764. Over or under that, Don? Over. Absolutely over. Oh, 1,225. Like 1,200. Yeah. All right, so we got to hurry up, but we can okay. still get a chance for Don to tie this Let's up and it. go to a tiebreaker. Don, you get to guess this time in inches, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, how long is the longest ear hair? Ew! That's in nasty. inches, how long is the longest ear hair? Um, let's see. Playing a little card sharks today. Basically, over under game. One hundred and twenty. One hundred and twenty inches, the longest ear hair. <laughs> Bradley, if you get this one right, you're going to be our winner today. If you get it wrong, Don will have a chance to tie with the next one. What do you think to her? I'm going to say less because that would be like ten feet. Yeah, you never know. I'm going to say less. Long ear hair. Is it less than, what did you say? 120 inches. Yeah, it's, what she said. it's less than that. By hundred by 113 inches. Oh, it's seven. Ew, seven inches. Seven, <laughs> Can you imagine if you had a 10-foot long ear hair? Well, You'd have to like tie that up. Usually they're sort of like a whisker, so they don't grow that long. But maybe your, maybe your body composition got confused about where the hair was growing. I was thinking maybe you just thought it was a hair from the head. Anthony Victor, congratulations. You have the Anthony. longest. Anthony. You yeah, have inches. Oh, I bet that was real wiry. I bet it was really oh. just felt good to pull it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I hope you didn't There's nothing more satisfying than waxy buildup. Getting an ear hair. Let's just do the tiebreaker for fun. All if right. it would have come down to this one, how about the two of you go back and forth and decide what you think? Okay. How long is last year? Sorry, not long. How tall was last year's oh. Rockefeller Square Christmas tree? Oh, I hate these. How um, tall do you think? Both of you yeah. give me your guess. Doesn't matter. This one's for fun. Bradley's aware okay. today. Okay. Mm. Last year's Rockefeller Square Christmas tree. Either I'm one. gonna say thirty-five feet. How about taller fifty? Than okay, now if you put your two together, you're exactly right. Almost eighty-two feet. Wow, Holy cow. that's a big ass tree. And they did just pick the one for this upcoming year. It is also eighty feet tall. 
Wow. Oh, boy. And it, it's I making its way right now. I just feel bad for right that now. tree. Me too. It's like, I made it this far, and now you're going to cut me down. You didn't yeah. see the story? No. I'll send it on to you. But yeah, basically, this guy, this guy, no, the guy was uh, looking for the tree. He goes to this community, and he sees, oh, wow. The tree I'm supposed to see is over here in this other town. I'm going to talk to the owner of that tree. He walks up, knocks on the door, and says, you have an amazing tree. I want to make it the Rockefeller Christmas tree. Can I please cut down your gigantic 80-foot tree? And the owners were like, sure. Wow. I don't know if the owners actually said sure. I don't Did know the reaction. Money? That's the thing. It's always <laughs> donated, so I don't believe they got money. Oh, my God. They should have gotten money. Yeah. They should have. I just feel bad for the damn tree. Yeah. This time was coming. The size of this tree. The just like, dude, really? The, size, the woodland creatures living in it. The, oh. the size of this tree in the neighborhood it was in, it yeah. was not long for this world. They were eventually going to cut that thing down anyway. Oh. Mike, thank you so You're much welcome. for another wonderful game Yay. full of insights and knowledge. I learned so much, and I'm sure our listeners did too. Just like you did for the other three hours of our show, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn that we are when we come back oh wait we're not up next Lori and julia we'll be back tomorrow don't forget to download the podcast and find it by the item right here on my talk bye, bye.